Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Fried coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday, we're here with your emails, your stories, your questions. And I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Hello, YouTube land. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The podcast game is word of mouth. It's WOM. W-O-M, baby. You got to use your big fat mouth to tell your big fat friends about this big fat show. That's how it all goes down because I don't got a billboard. I don't got a bus sign. I got you, okay? And if you're telling people, I want to thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my beautiful big heart. That's right. Some people say cold, dark heart. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I give myself more credit. I got a big beautiful heart a bbh that's right so people thank you thank you for telling a friend a coworker, a brother a sister a mama a papa thank you thank you thank you keep spreading the word keep sending you know i used to say to people i'd be like make it your instagram story i like that that feathers my nuts that feels good um now i've begun telling people send it to the group chat because you have a friend there's a friend and th- this is your friend that's annoying your friend you, you like this friend, but you don't like really enjoy this friend. They're getting annoying. They're dealing with a problem, and they keep coming to you with the same problem. They're, they're extracting energy from you more than you get from them. That's where this podcast comes in. This podcast might be answering a question you've answered 7,000 times. We have amazing questions here and they're depthy and if you have a question send it to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com that's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com if you're we're, we're, I'm taping ahead of time so if you're listening right now we're we are in the future um, it's very spooky but also that means I'm back from my European vacation if you're following me on Instagram I'm sure I have posted so much that you hate me and you probably don't even want to listen right now but listen I'm going to be on the road I'm going back to work Back to work again. Gotta go back to work again. Gotta make back that rent money right now. Gotta go back to work again today. Oh, that kind of worked. It kind of worked. Okay, listen. I'm going to be on the road, and I want you to come, and I want you to bring your group chat, and we're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we're going to hold hands, and we're going to jerk each other off. But metaphorically speaking, it'll be from a distance with our eyes, caring, loving, soothing, Wonderful. Okay. So I'm going to be New York City on Wednesday. We're doing a live you up podcast. That's going to be amazing. If it's not sold out already, get your tickies. Dayton, Ohio, Brooklyn, New York for the chosen comedy festival. Um, That's a bunch of Jews on stage uh, complaining. So it'll be like going home for Passover with my family. Um, Washington, D.C., I'm going to be coming to you. And we sold that out last time. I want to do that again. I don't want to come back and then you guys be like, oh, well, it was half full. And then I'll be like, wow, I must really suck. Uh, come, Washington, D.C. Royal Oak, Michigan. That is um, that's a not a homecoming. I can't. My mom is from the area. So I've been going to Royal Oak area, Detroit area, my whole life. It's my first time doing stand-up there. So Royal Oak and then Albany, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Timonia, Maryland, which is Baltimore. Someone asked me, I was like, I put Baltimore on my calendar and they were like, where's Baltimore? I'm like, shouldn't you know that the areas around Baltimore, Timonium is Baltimore, Richmond, Virginia, and that's it. Jaredfree.com, Jaredfree.com for tickets. And also the TED Talk, it's out. 
Um, I did a TED talk. Yeah, if you're if it's your first time, my guest is looking at me like, what? Yeah, I did a TED talk. Um, the the talk is out. There's behind the scenes footage from Reno on my YouTube page. If you're watching on YouTube, you can easily click on those five part series. And if you're out there going, hey, what what's a TED talk from Jared Freed? I'm you can go find out. It's out there. Go watch it. Share it with a friend. Let people know. Okay, enough about me. Enough of our announcements. Let me take a sip of my coffee so I can give a really good intro. Can you hear it? Could you hear that sip? <clears throat> okay, let me get it, get ready. Okay, very excited for today's guest. Hilarious comedian, an actress. I would call them a, a performer, actress, comedian. A, 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 they call a, they call it a triple threat, a slash, so to speak. The hilarious Alyssa Lamparis. Thank you for coming on, Alyssa. So thanks, good to see you. Thanks for having me. So good to see you. And it's I, I pop on the Zoom, and if you're not watching on YouTube, Jared's yes. just got a Red Sox jersey on. It, right. it felt sort of like, like when, like, did your parents ever do this? Like your grand, your grandparent like would give your parents a gift, and then they'd be like, put it up, put it up when they're yes. when they're coming over. Put it That's on when of, they come over. Make on, sure they yeah. know you wear it. Make sure it. they yeah. know you. That's what this yeah. feels like. Is you're like, all right, Alyssa's coming on. I'll put on my Red Sox jersey to make her feel at home, to make her feel I, good. Now, if people don't know Alyssa, you can go follow her on Instagram at Alyssa Limp, at Alyssa Limp. And you and I, we met in, and I like explaining the story. Because Me too. It's very I've been nice. Try, it's a very sweet story. It's a very, um, and not the normal comedy stories. You know, sometimes, you know, tell the story as you know it. I, I want to. Well, as I know it, it's. It is still embarrassing, as I know, because it is still like you're, you shouldn't do this. But whatever, you can do this. But I you can was, do this. You can do this. But I was working in finance my first year out of college, and I really wanted to be doing comedy. I was like taking improv classes on the side. I was taking stand up on the side. But I felt that thing in my body, which was like every day I felt I was like betraying myself doing this thing I didn't want to do. And I went to go see a stand up show and I see this guy on stage and he's so fucking funny. And then he talks about working in finance and I'm like, oh my God, it's possible. And then I see you after the show and I came up to you like some, you know, whatever, 22 year old, whatever I was. And I was like, I work in finance and I really want to do comedy. And how do I do it? And do you remember what advice you gave me? No, I don't. What did you I say? You gave great advice. You were, you were just like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to have money. Like, it's good to have, keep getting money and stability while yeah. you do this. Like, you don't have to, it's not binary. You don't have to, like. Leave uh, your life and leave your, leave your children. Do, right, yeah. right. <laughs> like, you just keep getting money and then keep getting better and doing your stuff on the side. And it'll, like, it'll be okay. So, it gave me some permission to be like, okay, it's not like by going into this office, I'm, I'm like not saying yes to my dream. I'm oh, like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm so happy I said the right thing. I would say that to anybody who's starting, like make sure you're so comfortable yes. that you're not uncomfortable doing the thing you love. Like as right. long as you're comfortable doing the thing you love, like the uh, the other stuff will work out. You'll get to work on it. You get to, and I remember, and, and the idea of like, you don't have to like, um, you don't want to ever get in a position of like, I have to go do this version of comedy that I don't really want to do yes. so that I can keep doing comedy. So it's like, you know, if you're in the totally. position where you're like, I have to go to Connecticut to do the Firehouse show, right, but I right, don't right. even want to do stand up in Connecticut. I want to do some version of sketch and writing and acting and right. stand up you know, you always have to like cut the baby in half. And it's like, well, if you have this great job that takes you through the day 
and makes it so you don't have to go to Connecticut for the firehouse show. You can show. just do the exact thing you want to do. Yeah, that yeah. was like the point of that. And some people, you know, aren't lucky enough, don't have the, you know, aren't in finance or don't have right. maybe, you know, the savings to be able to do that. And that's okay for them too. You know, everyone totally. makes their, their way. But uh, I'm happy I said that to you because I remember, I remember when this happened. I'll never forget it because I was started. It was right when I first started getting spots at Stand Up New York, and yeah. it was on the Upper West Side. Yep. And I'm like, "This is my big weekend. I got a weekend spot." And I remember, like, you get done with the show, and you're like, "Let's see if people liked it." Like, I, you know, like you're nervous. Like, did I right. do well? Did I oh, do you okay? Crushed. And then these, you know, you and your friends came over. It's like, you know, all these beautiful women come over. I'm like, "This is it. Here's my moment." And then they're like, "Our friends funny too," and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now you know what it's like being a woman on dates with men. Right. Uh, yeah, a stand-up comedian being on dates with men. I'm actually, I'm a, yeah, I, I gave you the, I gave you the stand-up drop of like, yeah, right. I want to do what you do. I think yeah, I'm good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what women get all the time. Just right, like, right, oh, right. Uh, you know, I got a couple jokes. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and I remember, like, you know, and and you have that moment. You have this a lot in comedy where it's like, listen. You, you know, sometimes someone comes up to you and is like, and it's, and you weren't, a, I don't, I remember this being a pleasant interaction. Okay, I was like, okay, good. maybe you'll, maybe we'll see her when, but you don't know how much someone really wants to do it or yeah. if they've just had a few drinks. You've had that happen where someone's totally. like, like, uh, my cousin does it and you should talk to them, you know? Right, like, and, right, right, right. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then I keep seeing you pop up and I'm like, you know, I have this moment of, oh, So I'm you proud. remembered. So when you, so when you saw me pop up, you remember that that was the same person yes, to you? of course oh, and, I, and then nice. you turned into like this where's waldo figure because all of a sudden Alyssa shows up in a you know a liberty mutual commercial and a coca-cola commercial and you're you know and i'm like oh there she is and you do that thing i was like the the meme of brad pitt or okay, of, of leonardo yeah, yeah, yeah. dicaprio pointing at the screen that's me every time you came on on tv <laughs> And, you know, you become happy for those people and you and and it's very cool to watch. And then also your videos would come up and people would be like, do you know this person? Because you would do the Boston mom video. Right. And we, we have like weird synergy. I feel that people I feel people associate our comedies, too. Of it's course. Like, yeah. Like, what was that? We like we were together on the well, not together on the road. We were happened to be on the road in the same place. And you like got a text randomly. Yes. <laughs> Being like, that? does Jared know Alyssa Lynn Paris? Like, we saw like, one of lunch. your videos. <laughs> At, and we're, I'm like, I'm literally sitting at lunch with her now. It's like crazy. And I think, you know, I would say our synergy and I um, is um, and we're going to get into our next topic from this. But I, 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 I think our synergy and this might be weird to hear from the listener's point of view is is uh, love our family comedy. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know, yes, like, yes, yes. We come from families that we love. And totally, I totally. think and and if you're listening, you might be like, Well, that's not that strange. I love my family. It's a little stranger <laughs> in the comedy community. You don't see it a lot. You see, totally. I hate my dad, I hate my mom, I hate everything, I, I hate dating, I'm a loser, and you <laughs> you and I are coming from yeah, thing we had a good childhood. Things were yeah. things were good, you know. We worked in finance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. things were okay. Comedy and and I think that is, um, you know, sometimes that's harder to do in an open mic and when everyone's going right. up with their struggle. And it's you know some and but I also think it like is what makes it relatable and fun. And that's why your videos would pop up to me and I'd totally. go. I know that Boston mom. I know that Boston mom. Totally. It's so fucking good. And that's why you've gotten so popular and had such success. And I'm like really happy for you. It's very cool to have yeah, you. Yeah, same with, here same with you. 
Yeah, same with you. It's just extremely relatable. Every everything you say, I'm like, yeah, that's the same as my family. Every time your parents <laughs> you post videos of your parents in the car. But, oh my god, oh, it, it is. It's great. They're to the point where now I have to sneak it more because they're like right. now starting to like perform a little bit, and, and I'm like, no, 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 no. it's not good. I no, can't, no, 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 cannot have that. Um, no. So I want everyone to go follow Alyssa at Alyssa Limp. If you don't already, we're gonna get to the emails. JTrainPodcast@gmail.com. Alyssa has a very important announcement to make. She is going to have, she's announcing it, breaking news here on the J Train podcast. I mean, it's already been announced. She has yes. an amazing show. And it's, would you call it a one woman show? Would you call yes, it a I would. Sp- would, Okay, so one woman show. Um, and, and it's an amazing show. Everyone know, needs to set the reminder it's going to be on Peacock on August 12th. So it's coming this week, this Friday. Make it a date night. Make it a night with your ladies. Make it a night with your boys. Whatever it is, get it going. It's called No Bad Days. I want you to explain the show to the listeners here. Yeah, well, thanks, Jared. Yeah, I was. this was what we were on the road. This was what I was touring when we saw each other. It's called No Bad Days, and uh, it's about talking about our families and loving them. It's yeah. about losing my dad. It's about uh, loving and losing my dad when I was now seven years ago. Um, he mm. died of brain cancer, and I was honestly probably like a year after I met you, I he got diagnosed, and then I ended up leaving New York, going home and being with him for the year that he passed away. And um, then I wrote a show about it, and over the years, the show has evolved First, it was a show about just literally losing my dad. And then over the years, it's been a show about losing as well as living without a dad and and growing away from my dad and becoming an adult uh, without a dad. And it's an amazing show. And I know this. I haven't seen it, but I have my DVR set. I'm saying DVR like a old parent yes. would say it but i have my peacock set because i'm a peacock subscriber thank you um i'm in but i would say i sent people i basically when you were taping i i put up a you thing did. but you know, i'm not bringing this up for for any thank you but i put up a thing <laughs> but i got so many messages back oh. So many messages being like, I laughed, I cried, it was amazing. And I have to give you so much credit because people don't understand. You go on the road and I go on the road and I go on stage and I talk about, you know, my penis and (laughs) Happy Town USA. You know, it's like farts and penis, farts and penis, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And everyone goes home and we laugh and we say stupid shit. You're doing a show. You were in Philadelphia when I saw you. You're doing a a, a, a one-woman show at comedy clubs that's that's not easy because people are there for farts and penises usa and you come in talking about a heavier subject that must have been and i remember you told me an amazing story and i i i hope you'll will you tell it yeah definitely please tell this story because again this is a heavy topic but also like you know the reason you're here on this planet is to tell this story so people can relate so they can feel and also relate their own situation there's so many people in a similar if not same situation or whatever it is and it's about uplifting them and you're doing you know a mitzvah so to speak and it's uh I think you got to tell this story because it's so I remember I saw you right after this happened. I was so I grateful you were there because it's like shame is such a it's such a lonely thing. And then once you just <laughs> tell it to someone else, you feel so tired. And I was just so it was so brutal. And then I saw you and it was like, thank God. But yeah, you know, it's not even anyone's fault because to your point, it's like you're going to a comedy club. You want to laugh. That's literally the point of it. It's a comedy club. Listen, and I was, t- sorry to interrupt. I, I mean, I, I mentioned the TED Talk. I practiced the TED Talk at uh, comedy clubs. And that is not one ounce as serious as what you're talking about. And I had people in the crowd looking at me like, what the fuck is this? 
<laughs> you know, right, so right. it's hard. It's a because di- you are kind of disappointing them. It's like mm. how yeah how we used to do those shows. I don't know if you ever did these when we started in New York where it was like a restaurant, people like eating spaghetti yes, and then you're like, it's a show. It just doesn't work. Cause it's like, this is not what they signed up for. And then you have to win them. It's already hard winning people over and then to win them over when they're getting something they don't want is hard. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so my shows, I mean, my, it isn't, you'll see in the special, it's kind of an interesting, it's like, it's kind of stand up as well. It's not so much like a storytelling show. It's more like I do stand up and then I, I sneak in parts that are real in a way mm-hmm. uh, uh, as a way to kind of, it's, you know, uh, comedy is a as, little bit of a magic trick. It's as like I, a, would yeah. a, I would imagine that's exactly what you'd have to do. Right, right. You have to kind of go like, I'm giving you a joke, I'm giving you a joke, I'm going to say something real, but I'm coming back to give you a joke. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that that's what I was... Yeah, that's what I was doing. But there's there is a particular point in the show where it gets really serious. It's like the most serious point in the show, which you'll see, and it, and it just goes very quiet. And I'm talking about losing my dad, um, and I go down uh, to the ground as I do this. And I would do this in comedy shows. And I'm at I'm in Philly. It's a snowstorm. There's someone literally smoking cigarettes. It had to be stopped like twice because they were smoking cigarettes in the front row. <laughs> just the rowdiest crowd I've ever seen. Just imagine you're in 2022. And someone's just like, yeah, I'll take out a cig and start smoking like it's 1953. Like, what? I can guarantee you it wasn't just one. They, like, got admonished and then they did it again. So it's like, okay, (laughs) this is, like, it is unruly. And they don't get kicked out. It's Philly. They're like, don't do it. You know, and that's, (laughs) yeah, whatever. They put a cheesesteak in the space where the (laughs) cigarette once was. And they're like, see if they notice or not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's in front row, front row. And so I go down at this moment. I go, and it's like super vulnerable. I'm like burying my soul. I go down to the ground. I'm talking about my dad dying and it's super quiet. And I just hear someone in the back go, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love that so so much me too and it really was and and it's like in that it was usually in comedy if you hear that you can like deflect but it was like i couldn't fight them it would have ruined the whole show because it was like what are you gonna do you can't because you can't bring like you know you can't joke about it because it was a point in the show where i wasn't supposed to be joking and it in the moment i was so like humiliated and i was like i can't keep doing this like this is so cruel to be vulnerable and get like and get but in a way it i don't know if it, it just it ended up really helping me i think because it ended up being like all right that can happen like yes in, sort of in the same way you can bomb once you bomb sure. you're like i can bomb and recover i was like i can be heckled in or made fun of for being vulnerable and yes. as long as i say to myself i still want to be vulnerable and if you're not comfortable with that that's your problem and that's okay that's i'm a- sorry for you but that really helped me going through the rest of the tour because i was in texas and you know i was in other places that felt a- also a bit hostile sometimes and it was just like hey if this feels right and real to me and you don't like it that's okay that's okay that's okay well yeah. also that person who's smoking a cigarette indoors had had seven thousand yes. yinglings that day Yes. They're not, you know, they're not even a human at that point. You know, they're just yes. uh, a, an amorphous blob. And yes. that's how they act, you know, and they meaning drunks, no matter right. where you are. And and right. this is about and the you know, the, the hardest thing to do is what you're doing. Like from, you know, if you're doing a stand up show, you can go you can make fun of the person right. for an hour. You're in 
the the most vulnerable part of your show. You're just trying to get to the end of the track, so to speak. Right. And mm-hmm. you got to like the show must go on. The show and must it's go like on. that <laughs> is so difficult. And that's why to me, I remember you telling me the story and I was like dying. I'm like, that is like the perfect road story because that's what happens. Right. You go on the road and some shows are great. Some yep. shows are just disasters. And yes. especially when there's the pressure of a due date and you're yes, working on yes. something. It's different when you're like, oh, I'll go up and do 45 minutes fucking around, you know? Right, right. That was it too. It was like, I knew I had a certain number of shows. There was this constant thing looming. So it was like, you can't waste. Cause yeah, I might've gone into an 11 o'clock Philly show and gone, you know what? Like, this isn't going to work here. Let me just do other stuff. But it, it sure. was, a, it was COVID. It, I mean, it still is COVID, but it was like, I never knew how many shows might get canceled. So I was like, I have a limited number of times I can run this. So I got to keep, I got to push, I got to push on. Well, yeah. listen, everyone needs to set their peacock, set their, go to Instagram, follow Alyssa right now, because I'm sure she'll be posting about it all week and to the point where she's tired of it herself. So go at Alyssa Limp, go yes. follow, go support. You're going to be go- posting French stuff. You're going to be on the French yes. Riviera with cheese right. and I'm going to be like, download Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, my life depends on it. So I want everyone to go. It's called No Bad Days. It's coming out August 12th. So that's this Friday night. But go follow Alyssa on Instagram. She's so fantastically funny. Everything she puts up there is so great. At Alyssa Limp. Let's get to some emails. You ready? Woohoo! Thank you very J-tra- much. That was very sweet. Podcast at gmail.com. Train Podcast at gmail.com. More than a nurse fantasy. Okay. Jared, huge fan of the pod, both J Train and you up. I'll dive right into it. I'm a 30 year old ICU nurse. About a week ago, I got a patient who was cute and just a few years older than me. My team and I successfully saved this man's life, and now <coughs> he's doing great and on track to leave the hospital soon. Okay. This is like what? What's that? What's this that like movie? The Notebook or like a movie? Yeah, this is like. What's the one where Sandra Bullock and and the patients asleep while you were sleeping? I haven't seen it, but th- okay. oh, that's a classic. Okay, he was my patient the first two days that he was in the ICU, where he was sedated about half the time, and then I was off for a few days. While I was off, I received multiple texts from my coworkers saying that this patient was looking for me and saying that if he had my phone number, he would call me. When now, I retur- now wait, is this is this he's sedated here or is or is he is he medicated here or no? He's lucid. I'd have to assume he's a little bit medicated. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, he's he's out of the ICU. He's I mean, out of the ICU. So- <laughs> okay, he's out of the ICU. He's out of the ICU. Okay, 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 okay. When I when I returned to work, he had been uh, transferred out of the ICU, so I went to visit him. My coworker tagged along to see him, and we got there, and his entire family was in the room visiting. We exchanged some pleasantries. I said I was glad to see he was doing good. Talked uh, to his parents and brother, who of course adore the ICU staff, and I left. A different coworker. Um, a different coworker and my boss, who I have an extremely close relationship with, encouraged me to go back and see him the next day by myself. I stewed on it. I mean, this is a movie. I this stewed is a movie. on it. I stood on it overnight and decided to shoot my shot and go to work early and stop by his room thinking that I could catch him alone before his family came to visit. When I did, he seemed happy to see me. We chatted for a bit. And when I said I should start heading back to my unit, since my shift shift started in 10 minutes, he told me to stay and talk a few minutes longer. Before I left, he asked me for my number and said he would love to take me out when he was feeling better. We exchanged phone numbers and I said he could call me when he's feeling up to it. 
okay, now I'm feeling a little uneasy about the whole situation, mainly out of concern of being unprofessional. I have never given my phone number to a patient before, and I'm not sure how I feel about crossing that boundary. Also, I have a complete upper hand in the situation. I know so much more about him than he does about me, past medical history, medications. I've met his entire family and even seen him naked while he hasn't seen my face under my mask, except for a brief second of me pulling it down. Could this just be some nurse-patient fantasy that he's trying to live out? He was very flirty towards me when he was awake, which I contributed, which I contributed to the sedation, and I'm honestly surprised to even remember my name. And I totally, uh, am I totally out of line giving him my phone number and entertaining the idea? I don't even know that he will reach out when he's out of the hospital, but if he does, should I decline the date? Can't wait to hear your take. Thank you for the laughs. Confused RN. Alyssa Lamparis, what do you think? Wow! Wow! Isn't this a fantastic story? Fantastic story. Ah, oh, gosh. I thought the, that's a, uh, yeah. I thought the email was just any... going to be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, should I fuck? Uh, no. Should I fuck in a nurse We get some good emails here, okay? <laughs> this is like, this is like, holy don't, shit. Don't let There's the Ed- Red Sox <laughs> jersey confuse you. You're like, oh, Sully in the car wants to know, should he fuck abroad? No, that's not what we do here. We have good emails. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh shit um wow I, well you know i was totally I, I didn't even consider the moral like implications of it i don't know if that's a thing if you're not supposed to give your because in movies yeah it's always a thing where it's like yeah they flirt i didn't realize it was a yeah i i honestly there is not one ounce of me that believes she shouldn't go on this date i agree that and then that's why i was just like well i don't know if more like i don't know if there's something we don't know but if there's nothing, it's not like she was turned off by it. It's not like he see he gave a number willingly. He's an adult. She's an adult. You can give out numbers. I mean, knowing about his past, I here. I mean, it, it is interesting um, that she asks all these questions. She's like the moral stuff, and and then she goes, "Could he, this just be some nurse patient fantasy he's trying to live out?" It's like, what are you talking about? What, <laughs> why are you making him into this monster? Like, well, you know, I I, I really felt. I love your advice, not to mm. whatever, but I feel you you have a really good view of, I love every time people ask you questions, you have a really clear, like, I don't know, I, you, you're able to decipher what things are. I feel like I've learned a lot from your, okay. from. and with <laughs> this, you. when I when I read that question, I went, oh, you're, you're a little scared. You're a little scared. Yes. You're a little scared because it's exciting and you liked this guy and now you're, it's easier in your head to go, maybe I made this all up. Maybe he just has this versus being like, I like him and that's a little scary and I'm a little scared that maybe this mm-hmm. might not. Yeah, I not totally. Up, she yeah. wants to, she wants to bring up a reason to like throw this off or make it smaller she's like well it must be some sexual kink he has it's like hold on let's take a second we all just got chills reading this story you saved his life yeah you met his family he loves you he remembers you even though he was like in a coma right (laughs) he hasn't even seen your face but he's like i i i want to be with you it's beautiful yeah and and you're like well he's on drugs and he's got a kink for nurses it's like no give this i i do believe in some cynicism Sure. But let's have some fun. Let's live in the romantic for two seconds. And it's like, here's the thing I will say about the male side of this whole scenario. If it it is men like to be um, climbing a mountain, so to speak, they want to be excited. There is nothing more exciting. If if this is 
the the rocket that gets put up his ass to make a serious commitment towards a woman or take someone right. seriously or to date them seriously. Good for fucking you. That's totally. great. Who cares how it happened or why it happened? Oh, because he went in the, in the well, then we call it, you know, kismet at that point because, like, right. oh, if he had never gotten hit by that car, then maybe we wouldn't be together. Well, okay. if grandma had balls, she'd be grandpa. We don't know. You can't really say that. Right, right, right. And just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also... He's so he is almost kind of vulnerable in this position, and so if he's still willing to, then then it's like it's actually it's kind of great because it's like he's he's been naked or whatever, he's been vulnerable, he's been in a coma, and he's still like, no, I want to see you. So in a way, it's it's kind of it's kind of nice. Also, if someone knew my past medical history, I don't have very much of a history. Like if if they were like, oh my god, I know that he has one leg an inch and a half longer than the other. Oh my god, I know his. He has you know, IBS. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has IBS. He shits his uh, pants all the time. Oh, uh, they like even if a woman like was like like just knew the size of my penis because it was like public information, I'd be like. I, she still wants to go out like right it's kind of great it's like great yeah. we got that out of the way yeah. done nothing you know nothing to reveal here you, you you're good with all this okay right. good to know yeah we don't have to do any catching up exactly yeah, yeah. so i think she's got to go on the date i think you got to take it away from hospital land you yep. got to leave you know and again live in this cool romantic story if it doesn't totally. work out I mean, it just doesn't work out. That's okay. And and again, and that might be she doesn't do this all too, the time. Is like her her coworkers know about it. Maybe there's going to be some yes. like following up. It's like it's you're a little exposed in this situation, so it's probably a little bit scary because everyone knows it. You've met the family. There's a lot there that is that does make this a little scarier than a normal first date. But it's okay. Yeah. But I yeah. I have to say also like all that is like scary about it with everyone knowing is all that also kind of pushes maybe you to put aside all the fears in your head True. like i because as a single guy 37 and i'm on these dating apps and i'm judging people before i even go on the date and i'm like i oh this could go wrong that could go wrong like my family cheering me on from the sidelines would actually give me a nudge to Get away from those anxieties. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point because it's external people being like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, this, we like this and there's yeah. chemistry and you should go for this and we believe in you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The J Train Podcast is sponsored by Brooke Linen. Summer is in full swing and temperatures are rising. Luckily, Brooke Linen is here to keep you cool and comfortable. They offer everything from snuggly sheets to cozy towels, robes, loungewear, and much more. Brooke Linen works directly with suppliers and passes the savings on to you. That means incredible products at a reasonable price. Brooke Linen launches new products, colors, and patterns all the time. Sheets, towels, and robes pop with bold colors and adventurous prints. Make your entire bed feel like the cool side of the pillow with Brooklinen's breathable classic Percale sheets. Percale. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but let me just tell you, Brooklinen is a fantastic company. They've been around this podcast for a long, long time, and it's it's interesting because I feel like I've watched them grow. They went from sheets uh, that were amazing and kind of in that podcast universe, and now they're sheets that my mom is asking about. Now... They've hit the mom mainstream. And I, I think you guys all know what I'm talking about. There's stuff that you hear on a podcast and you go, I don't know, is it going to be good? Is it going to be high quality? Brooklinen basically said, we're going to make hotel quality stuff that is built for comfort, that is built to last, and we're going to mail it directly to you. We're going to get rid of the storefronts and we're just going to 
take it all and send it right to you. And I love what they do. I got, I'm looking at my bed right now. It's covered in Brooklinen. It's insanely comfortable. Replace your heavy winter bedding with their lightweight comforters made with long staple cotton for that cloud-like feel. Brooklinen's online quiz. I love this. They're trying to make it personal to you. They have an online quiz and it helps you find the perfect set of cooling sheets, lightweight towels, and breathable loungewear. The loungewear, people, whoo, you're going to love it. So go to Brooklinen today. Uh, to keep your cool all summer long, go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN20 to get $20 off plus free shipping on orders of $100 or more. That's free money, people. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Enter promo code JTRAIN20 for $20 off plus free shipping. New Yorkers. You can see and feel the comfort in real life. They do have a storefront. You can now shop Brooklinen's sheets, towels, and more in store at the Williamsburg and West Village retail locations. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Alyssa Limparis. Go follow at Alyssa Limp right now. She's on Flatbush Misdemeanors. We just had... Um, we just yeah, final had... episode comes out, I believe, this week. Oh, amazing. When so this everyone... comes out. Look, yeah. Alyssa's all over your TV. She's on she's on the, the she's on the streamers, she's on the showtime, and she's in the commercials in between. You <laughs> you can't miss <laughs> Alyssa Limper. So add Alyssa Limp. Okay. <gasps> Difficult in-laws. J Train. Big fan of all your work. Love to hear all your advice. I have a question that I could use your help for. My fiance and I just got engaged. I'm so excited to marry him. Really feel like our relationship is a solid one. There's just one problem. His parents are the worst. Oh. I'm talking lack of respect and boundaries, disrespectful of our space when they come to visit, snide comments about our wedding plans, values that do not correlate with ours, etc. My fiance works every day to get over the trauma that he endured as a child in their household. And I know this this is hard for him seeing me go through the same things that he deals with. We are on the same page with how we view them. How, But how can I come to terms with joining a family that doesn't respect me? Is there anything that we can do to fix the relationship with them? Any advice is greatly appreciated. Alyssa, what do you think? Well, oh, I think the... Mm. The respect thing is interesting. That's the one, because mm -hmm. I think all the other things I go, okay, you're on the same page as your fiance. He's got issues with it. You're just going to have to strengthen boundaries as hard as that is going to be with these people who seem to not respect boundaries. Like that is mm -hmm. something you can, you are in control of the boundaries you put up. So if you just keep putting up boundaries, even if they're mad at you, they you do whatever. It's like, it's your boundary. But feeling like you're not respected by them. I wonder what is happening there. Well, it's so interesting you say that. That's the exact same thing that I took away from the email because it, it, and it's all about verbiage. Yes. Because they write, his parents are the worst, lack of respect and boundaries, disrespectful of our space. Yes. Snide comments about our wedding plan. Values do not correlate with ours. And yes. then you write, how do I come to terms with joining a family that doesn't respect me? And it's like, I would say to her, she needs to remember that these people don't respect anyone. Right. They are equal opportunity assholes. <laughs> yes, so, totally. So I think that makes it easier because it's not like her husband's like, I don't see what you see. Totally. You guys are a new family. You're yeah. starting your new family. These people are, you know, they're, they're a two episode arc on the sitcom. Yeah. They come by on holidays and when the baby arrives. But 
you guys need to like, and I think the she has to first remember it's not about you. It's yep. about them. They're that way with everything else in yes. your life. So it's not, this isn't like an, a, a they're, they're not a sniper trying right. to disrespect you. So, and, and I know that's and a lot of And your boyfriend or your fiance is not seeing it or he's, no. and he's like, what's happening? It's like, no. The, he's the lived empathy, with it his whole childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And the empathy she has to give is these are crazy people. Right. You know, like, like yes. you almost have to treat them as if they are sick. Yeah. Like you have to be like, yeah, these are sick people that I have to kind of run up against in my life. And, you know, and then what you said is perfect. Create the boundaries that yeah. you have for people that are sick. Like there are some people that, you know, I'm sure you have these people in your life at some point in your life that you know that they're almost so down on themselves that they make you feel down on yourself. Yes, it's it's contagious. It's contagious. So when and and I have those people where I go, okay, I know I'm now before I see them, I'm like getting my brain ready. Like I'm yes. I'm almost I'm like putting on my winter Here. coat of sad yes. to protect yes. myself from the from the freeze they're about to bring in. You know, totally. And I think she has to kind of. Do that too. Remember that and do that too. Like, and remember, it's not about you. It's about that's them. the big thing because I think they're respecting me, and that's a hard thing to distinguish. But it is a little bit like that Philly thing. It's like, what the fuck? It's like that's not about what I'm doing no. on stage. That's about no. what what they were expecting, what they wanted from the night, what they are comfortable going to. That's the separate. It's hard, but separating e the two things. Every yeah. show Alyssa Limperis does doesn't have one person going, "What the fuck?" Right, no, right, it's right. one fucking right. animal. Who's an asshole, and that's who these people are. And it's like, you yeah. know, it almost becomes fun. I know that doesn't sound fun, but it's like you and your husband, like you guys can laugh at these people. Like I, the I ride kinda, home, yeah, right, the ride home. I mean, you guys, I mean, you'll never run out of things to talk about. I think it's really nice what you said too about like you guys are starting your own family. Like that's a really nice, beautiful thing about life is like you get to take the good, leave the bad. And it's like if all totally. this stuff didn't work for you, then you guys are going to get to start a family, even if it's just the two of you, with whole a whole new set of rules. And that is really exciting. So it's almost like every time they do something that you don't like, you go, hey, great. That's something we're not going to do. We're not going to have, yeah. I think, and on top of that, when when she says disrespects me, that's like absolving yourself of any, you know, fixing or things you need to do in your life. If you just say these people are disrespectful to us, like it, it, there, it leaves room for you to go, yeah, and we, you know, and we maneuver this way, and I maneuver yes. that way, and 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 again, when you get your own family, you start going, all right, we're not going to do that crazy thing right. and that fucked up thing. And it Jay all comes back to, it's a very hard, oh, sorry, Jay, Jay Go ahead, podcast. Please. <laughs> but also, it's like, I do feel the more you just, I respect myself, I respect myself, I respect myself. That's the best buffer, too, because you go in, it's yes. like, if you, if I respect myself so much, there's nothing anyone can do that can take that away. So it's like you, like the coat, you might just have to go into those interactions and be like, I love and respect myself. And so I'm, you can't hurt me, kind of. Also, know? on the total bright side, this makes their family the A family. Yes. So holidays will be spent with your family. What uh, a great you know, point. birthdays with your family. The now they become they 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 easily slide into that B grandparent yep, yep. category, which Absolutely. is fantastic. You don't have to hold in farts on any holiday forever. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Alyssa Lynn Paris is here with Ooh. us. No bad days. It's on Peacock this Friday. Make sure you watch it make sure you stream it make sure you enjoy it you're gonna love 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 this show jim crush refresh
One more time, Jared. Jim Crush. Jim, Jim Crush, Crush Refresh. Refresh. Mm. That's what this is called. Jared, your podcasts are the soundtrack to my life. Why, thank you. I feel like we could use a refresher on how to approach a gym crush. On a recent episode with Dulce Sloan, she made a really good point about how the difference between someone being flirty and creepy depends on how attractive that person is to you. I think this is especially applicable in a gym setting. And I also think there's a double standard here. If I, a woman, were to be approached at the gym by a guy who I've noticed before or think is cute, I'd be flattered. However, if someone I'm not attracted to trying attracted to tried to hit on me at the gym, it made me feel weird. Mm. I've been crushing on a guy I see at the gym regularly and I can't tell if I should try to approach him or just let it be. We've only ever acknowledged each other with eye contact and I'm honestly too nervous to even smile or wave. The gym is already a sweaty, awkward, and vulnerable place and I wouldn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Can I make a move without coming on too strong or should we just respect the sanctity of the gym as a place where we can get in and get out unbothered? Love, fit, and flirty. Alyssa, what do you think? Well, I would say it's been a while since I've been to a gym or hit on someone, <laughs> so I might not be the best person to to um, talk to. But I guess my thought would be maybe there's something in the middle, like maybe there's just a way that you can try to gain more information about this person or like get to know this person before you don't have to go right with the ask on going out. Maybe there's I'm a way you can, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree because I can't ask someone to be more brave than I would be. I would yes. the idea that I would go up to someone in a gym like I'd like to think I could, right. but I would need like the universe to like fall into place where this person's like, "Excuse me," and I'm like, or like "Excuse she's me," like, "Help! I need a spot," and you <laughs> right. run over and you're like, "I got you! I got you!" and it's right about to hit yeah. her teeth, and you get it up, and she looks at you and she's like, "Oh my god, you saved me!" Right, right, right. right. Or yeah, or I fall in the treadmill, I go to the ICU. She happens to be my nurse. Be she's nurse. like, "Oh my god, I know you from the gym." Holy shit! Yeah, I would need something <laughs> like that. I, I, I but. Here's what I'll say. Let me let me speak to a part of her email. Yep. She talks about approaching. A, I can speak as a guy. Okay. Approaching a man at the gym. What I will say as a guy, I'm never creeped out. Whether yeah. I'm attracted or not. I think the way she's explaining it and thinking about it is from a very female point of view, which I right. totally, which is okay. I totally understand it. Attracted. I want to talk to you. Unattracted. I'm creeped out. I get yes. that. For me, it's attracted, fuck yeah, let's fuck, and unattracted, let's fuck, and then, you know, we'll see what happens. No, like, <laughs> but it, again, like, I, I, I'm joking, but I'm not, you know, no, like, no, I, totally. I, I <laughs> totally, or also, even if you're not attracted, then maybe it's like, you're flattered, you're totally not, flattered. You're, but you're not creeped out. There's probably never a, a, a realm where you're creeped out. Never around because also there's no fear of getting murdered. Right, there's right, no fear of right. physical harm. So this is my way of encouraging her. Like, go say what's up. Go say yeah. hello. You know, like it, it all the worst that can happen is you're turned down. Again, I'm asking someone to be braver than me. Here's the other note I'll give. The only time I get annoyed when someone approaches me is when they make it um, as if I was personally mean to them by not going on the date. So sometimes I'll, and, and I'm, mm. I'll, I'll relate this to like a DM. Sometimes I'll get a DM and it'll be like, we should do drinks sometime. And I don't, I don't want to answer it. Cause I don't, you know, I, yeah. I just, I just look at it and look away. And 
maybe some people would be like, well, you should say no. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't even know how to politely say no in that scenario. No, uh, you know? and, and you're a public figure in a way. So it's like, it's not like you have to, you can't be responsible for responding every to every single, single time. That, that's right. Right, right. Or they'll put, we should get a drink inside of a compliment. So we'll be like, hey, I love oh. your stuff. It's so much fun. Also, if you're looking to get a drink sometime, I'd love to get a drink. Sometimes I'll like that post. I understand why that could be confusing. But let me just say, anything, it's yes or it's a no. Which I so, think you're always good at on your, on your advice too. Is like, you're going to know if it's a yes. In yes. any capacity you, you will, with a guy, you're going to know if yes. it's a yes in the men big sense or the small ob- sense. Yeah. <laughs> men are very obvious. Now, right. if you get a maybe, that's a no. That's right. that's the guy being like, yeah, I'd fuck, but I'm not really. You know, that's a, a little bit it's of a version of everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything yeah, yeah. you need to know. So sometimes what happens is I'll like, they'll be like, oh, I love your stuff and we should do drinks. I'll like it. They'll go, oh, I guess you don't want to do the drinks then. It's oh, like, right. So it's it's, you have to walk in. Punch the biggest guy in the prison in the face and walk the walk fuck away. out. Yep. And yep. and so for this person, I agree with what you initially said of there's an in-between. I would DM them. Hey, I see, I know this is strange. Own how own the 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 I stalked you a little bit. Hey, I know this is out of left field. I know this is strange. Um, just want to let you know I think you're cute and I see you at the gym all the time. Here's my number. If you want to make a plan, I'm in. Now, now you've done it. Goodbye. Yes. And, and no one will talk about it again. I think that's fine. Or yeah, that, if you want to go up to them, that's good too. It is tough too because uh, you're at a gym. So it's like, you know, you're going to have to see this person again. So it adds another layer of, yeah, of course. fear. But, you know, even in that sense, you go, you know, I, I you know, <laughs> as an adult, if someone asked me out and at the gym and I was like, hey, I really appreciate it. I'm totally flattered, but I'm not really looking to date right now. That's a pretty nice way to say no. Yeah. Um, I the next day they wouldn't walk in. And I'd be like, I wouldn't be sitting with a bunch of dudes being like, look at this fucking loser. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like I would move on. That's I would her, say, that's her, that's her. Yeah. Everyone laughs. Yeah, 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 yeah. There she is. <laughs> exactly. Right, it's so true. No, it's true. And I do think guys, like I, I asked a guy out on a date once, like mm-hmm. cold. It's very scary. You guys do it all the time. I feel like w- women are, are uh, this might be, uh, you know. I, I, this is why men, you know, do the maybe answer. Right. Because if a woman asks you out, you go, oh, I didn't have to do all that work. I can't give up this thing that just came <laughs> into my hand. Right? right. Like, it's a very I, scary thing because you really do put yourself, you go, I'm, yeah, it's a scary thing. Did, yeah. What happened when you asked them out? What, did you get? I, mine was, it was Valentine's Day in college and I was like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going on a date with someone and I thought this guy was cute and he had a, he, he did have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I didn't okay. know. I didn't know. But it, I, I remember my heart fucking like, Right, yeah. and it gave me a lot of. Anytime someone hit on me after that, I I never, I was always like appreciated, even if I didn't. I was always like, oh, this took this took guts. So thank and you. I, even well, yeah. th- th- that's the other thing. Guys know, yeah, how much guts that took. Like true, you know what? True. So if, I uh, again, I I don't know if I could do much for the men out there, but like I can say <laughs> to the women, I can say, we do understand that heart jumping out of your chest and how hard yeah. that is to go up to someone we i mean more than any more than a lot of women because that's J-train. the other piece is we just give her the advice of like fuck it life is short get no, that no. heart rate up you're at the gym and just go like <laughs> hey i don't know if you're in a relationship or if you're looking but if if you if you happen to be single and wanting to go on a date i would love to go on a date with you and you just leave it like here's my number i'm headed out and you just leave it like that yeah, yeah and you don't even have to do cardio that day that's your cardio yeah totally there you go the j train podcast is brought to you by every plate 
As summer winds down, your schedule gets busy. Set yourself up for success with the ultimate time and money-saving hack every plate. Meal kits don't have to be expensive. Every plate costs 25% less than the grocery store. People, this is quite an opportunity, especially if you're looking to have something that's healthy, something that doesn't break the bank. It is so hard if you're living alone, if you're living with your partner, to shop for you or you and your partner because things come in bulk. You end up wasting food. This is a great way to cut down on costs. Every plate's quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste. No more throwing out that bag of spinach every week. See, every plate delivers simple stress-free recipes that come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. I've made them. I've had them. They are delicious. This is, this is the meal kit that saves you time and money. I got to say, it's great. And I love the sweet Thai chili chicken. I love I love Thai food, and I love anything that has like a Thai flavor to it. The sweet Thai chili chicken, ooh, very good and easy to make. And here's another thing. This is about mental health. I don't, I don't mean, you know, this might sound like a stretch, but I believe it thoroughly. When you have something that you can cook, and you get to look at the picture and what it's supposed to look like, and you can have a beginning, middle, and end. You can make the food, prepare the food, make the food, eat the food, and you have this full, there's so few things in life right now where you get a satisfying ending, and every plate offers that to you right now. These guys have come up with something for everybody. Menus include the classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, easy plate. You can change up the menus whenever you want. Get your first box for just $1.49 per meal. Did you hear what I just said? Your first box for $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code JTRAIN149. That's your first box for only $1.49 per meal. That's up to a $110 value at everyplate.com. Make sure to enter code JTRAIN149 to let them know I sent you. Every Plate, America's best value meal kit. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Alyssa Limp Paris. Go follow at Alyssa Limp. Go, go, go. Let's do this one. Help me help my boyfriend spice things up in the bedroom me help my boy. Okay. Jared, the softest feather to your perfect seam. Thank you. My boyfriend and I have been together almost four years. Own a home together. Have a respectful and loving relationship. We are regularly sexually active to both of our satisfaction. However, I feel like it's difficult for me to have conversations regarding trying new things, etc. He had a more conservative upbringing than me, and so he isn't as open to talking about sexual fantasies and would hesitate to do, quote-unquote, freakier things. I'm a person who is very sexually open, has a desire to try everything once, and open to bringing others into the bedroom occasionally. Threesomes, what have you? I don't want to say I'm unsatisfied sexually, but assuming we stay together, I feel like it could create problems later on in the relationship if we can't meet in the middle. Sex is an important part of the relationship, and I want to make sure I don't push him too far while also respecting my own desires. Any advice on how to help him feel more comfortable trying new things? Thanks for all you do. Hope to see you in person someday. Alyssa, do you have any thoughts on this? Have you have you had this discussion with men in your life? What's going on? Uh, well... I think I'm, I, my main thought is more high level where it's like the satisfied, I think it's like you got, maybe it's like, are you satisfied or are you not satisfied? Mm. It sounds like maybe being a little bit more okay, being like, 
I'm, I'm maybe not super satisfied sexually. Maybe that is part of the equation here. Totally. If it's like, Admitting it. Because if you are even saying, even to your partner, like, I am, like, maybe he doesn't even know. Like, maybe he doesn't know how important this is. And even to us mm. in this email, it says, I'm sexually satisfied a couple times, but the language is about, like, how do I change my partner's behavior? So it's like, those are, it sounds like we have two problems. It's like, maybe he's even hearing, well, you're sexually satisfied. So if this is just a nice to have, I don't want to do this because I'm not comfortable. But if he knew, like, no, this is actually very important to me, then mm-hmm. that might be able to more open up the combo and then if it's very important to you and he says there's no way that's happening then that's a then we have maybe a a problem yeah i totally agree um it is important to this person they're writing into yep some random dude with a (laughs) podcast and their guests so i i i admit it here's what this person is doing wrong i can i already know what they're doing wrong yeah there's they're saying we want to meet in the middle okay your middle with him is different than your middle with the last guy or the right. next guy or your friend's guy or the, your friend of friend or your parents. Yes. That middle, and you even said he's conservative. He comes from a conservative background. He's he's maybe a little hesitant to, to do and, and would hesitate to do quote unquote freakier things. I don't know what that means. And then they jump straight to threesome. This right. person needs to... I think they need to start smaller and yes. realize that like saying I want to bring someone in the bedroom, that is a whole nother human being. That is right. Huge. That is Hugely. To, yeah, 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 that, yeah. You're like, let's go play in the majors. And this guy's in single A. Like you got to give a, this he's guy. A, he's in T-ball. Yeah. Yeah. He's in T-ball. You got to give him. And maybe that starts with right. And, and so I would say this person, the answer to them is they need to be more specific. Yes. You can't because. This guy doesn't even know where to start. If he's a novice, he's not like, you're like, let's do freakier things. And he's like, um, um, doggy style. And you're like, God damn it. Like, you know, and also from the male perspective, he has things to lose. There's judgment in this. Do you know how many emails I get? We, We just did a show in Austin, okay? And we take live questions at the end of the show we did a live view up and um the last question we never got to but the last question i thought it was very i wish we had gotten to it because this woman writes i want to do freakier things with my boyfriend and then he presented um butt plugs and pegging him and she goes and now i'm freaked out and it's like okay this guy took a leap to yeah. like, you go, let's talk about being freakier. He goes, well, I, 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 here are the freaky things I'm thinking about. And you're like, my Lord, you grab oh, your pulse. Right, like, right, 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 right. So, right. And, and again, that for, and I would say that doesn't happen the other way around usually. Yes. A woman says she's into, you know, oh, I kissed a woman in college. And we go, ooh. Guy says he kissed a dude in college. We will go, Oh, I'm not sure what's going on. Right, here. right. You know, and again, life is unfair. Societal norms are unfair. I'm not saying this is like anyone should be evil for having those feelings. I'm just saying those feelings are out there. So and things are fighting. changing very much. You know, things these, are changing. This is, these are also yes, 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 yes. But, but you're I fighting you. against that in his head and the judgment. So I think she needs to be. She needs to understand you're going to have to be the leader. Yep. You're going to have to be specific. I'm not saying you have to do all the work. I'm saying you have to be the one that lead with vulnerability and you'll get it back. So maybe absolutely. Maybe it's maybe it's starting with writing erotic fiction to one another. 
Sure. And saying and and being like you're having no judgment Fridays. You write me a, a note on this Friday. I'll write you a note on this Friday, and then you write me one back on next Friday. And now the week leads towards it. See Fine. how we're starting small, and not yeah. we're, we're and we're not saying, hey, Elaine next door would be fun. <laughs> You know? No, totally. That's a really great. That that's a really. <laughs> that's how yeah. I would want it. That's the only reason. That's why I would. Bring and it, it might up. be like maybe because the whole house and you've been together this whole time. Like maybe it's built up to such a point that like you feel you can't say anything. And so now we are in threesome category because it's like you've just maybe been doing the same thing all the time. And you feel trapped versus being like there might be more movement. Yeah. Possible. I mean, I have brought up things in the past where you've been together long enough so all your sexual activity is kind of like standardized for your couple and then you go why don't we do this and they go who'd you do that with what made you think of that and you start getting blamed and you're like wait a minute i thought we were a team here you know and so i think they hearing all this i mean there's ways to do this but let's start slow let's understand the shit he's working against that maybe you're not working against yeah yeah yeah, and I love lead with vulnerability. You really can't go wrong when you're leading with vulnerability. Absolutely. So then he'll not. maybe lead with, "Oh, I'm a little scared to do that." And if it's just fear, then it's like we can uh, we can get over fear. Versus if it's like I don't uh, I don't want this is not something. Then that's a different story. Yeah. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Stage five clinger BFF. Are you ready? Oh no. I have a very dear friend, like a sister, who can be a bit clingy. If we go a week without getting together in person, I get a text, miss you, let me know when we can hang. With my other friends, we can often go weeks sometimes before hanging out again and without it ever being weird or an issue because we have a life and things going on. (laughs) A little dig at this person. Yes. Uh, With this one friend in particular, it seems that she takes it personally if time goes by. A week or two, which isn't that long, right? When we do hang out, it seems we have to make a hard plan while we're together for the next time we see each other. Ooh, th- this is this is stressing this is, me. I know. Out. I, it stressed me out from the jump. I mean, from right. that first one week of when can we see each other, I'm like, oh, I'm stressed. I mean, it's I'm too stressed. vague. I would be mad at that person. And me even too. then, she says, let's try to do something before then too. It's weird and stressful. I feel like I'm responsible for filling her time and or enforce the schedule plans all the time, even in the moment. She's not my only friend, and I have a serious relationship, work, other commitments to juggle, etc. How do I control this without hurting her feelings? I've tried to say I'm busy, have a lot going on, have to check my schedule, get back mm. to her, and set other boundaries to shield this type of behavior in the past. This is just how she is. Advice needed. Thanks. Love the podcast. What do you think, Alyssa? <sighs> tough. It's tough because it might necessitate like an actual talk. Which well, sucks. right, right. Um, my like most open, kindest heart is like this person likely is just loves you and has some abandonment issues and has this is coming from just a place of fear of losing you. They love you and they just mm-hmm. need the validation of like you're still in their life all the time. That being said, this is clearly a drain on you and causing oh. you a lot of stress and you're dreading their number even popping up and you're we're you're stressed oh we're stressed on your <laughs> behalf and like uh i think i think it's like yeah if you can mm. i uh, the the most bothersome part to me is miss you let me know when we can hang don't me do too. that to me don't do don't that. do that to me now i have the open ended now i'm the person that goes that that has to go never. Yeah, right, you know, right, right, right. Give me an opportunity to say no. The way they're asking is they never want to be without. They Correct. they are they they are a suck on your uh, on your time on your emotions. It is stressing you out. I have 
I have gotten that text. Let me know when we can hang. And you go, oh, God, how do I make sure? Because there's no, no, right, there's there's no. Be- and then now if you're hanging with someone else, they're like, it's. You feel weird about posting on Instagram. Right. You're like, what if this person sees me? I don't know what you can. I mean, they write that they're like a sister. Right. That's I, the I, piece. I think I think that's uh, if they're like a sister, you should be able to go up to them and go, I got to talk to you. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll see you when I see you. But setting these plans, it's, I can't do. It stresses it, me out. It stresses me out. I have a yeah. lot of because we're all adults and like adult life is stressful. You don't have a ton totally. of time. You you, you just Your don't friends have a lot of are time. the break. Your right. friends are the diversion That's from stress. It. Your friends yes. are the vacation, the mental vacation. And I would do it next time you hang out and she goes, well, when can we hang out again? You go, listen, I got to tell you, when you do this, it stresses me the fuck That's out. That's it. I love you and give them a little love sandwich. Right. I love you. I think you're like a sister to me. But every time you do this, it makes me feel like I'm the one turning you down and you can hang out at every hour in the day. What if I said to you, I can hang out at 3 a.m. on Tuesday? Would you want to hang out then? Because that's what you're opening this up to. Right. Now, if you have a place you need me to be, I'm always going to be there for you. Right. But I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. And yeah. And I think if you I think it's like a twofold thing. It's like you, you start there so they at least know that this behavior. And yeah, this is not about you. I love you. This behavior causes me a little bit of oxygen and stress. Yeah. And then if they continue to do it, then it is just about, I think, strengthening the boundaries, unfortunately. Then it's about instead of saying I got to check my schedule and all that, you kind of, you kind of got, I think, immediately when it comes in, just go, hey, this month is pretty backed up, but let's check in next month. Also, you know, you gotta, letting- yeah. Letting them know that this is this be this kind of talk pushes me away. Right. Like it, right. it actually makes me and it, it makes me feel horrible because I love you so much. And when we do hang out, it's great. But all of this like putting you in my my planner as if you're the corporation I work for. This is not how a friendship works in my world. It's Maybe it works me, that, it that way in it. your world, but it's just not. It's making me resent this friendship. I got to be, you know. Totally. I think that, and do it when they're trying to make plans. And do it you with go, love, which is the thing yeah. of like, no, I do love you. It's not the same thing you're saying to us in this email. It's like, I really love this person. They're like a sister. This yeah. behavior, not this quality about them, this behavior, this thing that they do likely out of, honestly, likely what they want is more love from you. And likely by totally. doing this behavior, they're getting less. less. And so it's almost just like if we could try to fix this, it would probably be better for all parties. Yeah. Totally true. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Alyssa Limparis, thank you so much for coming on. This is fantastic. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. So good to see you. I want everyone to go follow Alyssa on Instagram at Alyssa Limp. And then more importantly, this Friday, it's on Peacock. It's streaming. It's called No Bad Days. You're going to love it. The amount of messages I got about this show unbelievable uh-huh. you're gonna love it it's a great sunday on the couch cuddling up with your blank blank your, your blankie i don't know i've never called it like blank blank i don't blank, know blankie blank, blank. Yeah. whatever it is i whatever you call it you're you know yeah uh, it is a great show that you're gonna love and i'm jared freed we're here every monday keep sending your emails jtrainpockets at gmail.com we'll be back next week boom